Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Live with you today are Tim and Julie Harris. And of course, this is your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make money in this new real estate boom. And, you know, some of you, a lot of you are first-time listeners, and you're not aware of the fact that we are in the very beginning stages of what will be a 7- to 10-year real estate boom. Well, now you are. So take the most advantage of this market as you possibly can. Get yourself into action helping others and focus, obviously, on making a ton of money for yourself. So today's radio show is going to be one of those very practical, make-money-immediately type focuses, and we're focusing on what is one of Julie and I's favorite topics, for sale by owners, or as we like to call them, Unrepresented sellers. Represented so, Julie, sellers. welcome to the call. Yeah. Unrepresented Thank you so much. Sellers. Yeah. So, so, Jules, you've, before we get into today's topic, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have to say, guys, the truth is, is Julie didn't, and I didn't know we'd be talking about for sale by owners or, again, unrepresented sellers until about two hours ago after she and I both found ourselves having a series of coaching calls about this very topic with some of our long-term coaching clients who've lost their edge with going after for sale by owners. And we realize, well, if we're both experiencing that, and so I'm sure our other uh, coaches that work for us, I'm sure that a lot of you guys could benefit from having Julie and I focus our energies on today's radio show and tomorrow's radio show on for sale by owners. So that's what we're going to be doing. So I want to start out by asking all of you a question. And this is an interesting question that you have to really take seriously because the answer to this question literally determines the success that you're going to experience, not just in this business, but any other business. It's a basic question, but it's a complicated way to, yeah, I think if you actually are answering it truthfully, you'll find it's a basic question that's hard to answer, I guess is what I'm saying, because it's confusing because there's so much different information that's being passed around and sold to agents. So here's the question. Are you an active agent or are you a passive agent? Some of you have been in real estate coaching and training before, have been to seminars, you're familiar with this concept, but you're not probably familiar with how applicable it is to the situation that you have in front of you right now in this market. So here goes. I want you guys to play a game with me, and you've heard me present this before, and it's so I think it's a really critical way of making a point. The game is your goal is to take 10 listings the next 60 days. So your goal is to take 10 listings the next 60 days, and if you want to even basically make these thoughts a little bit more vibrant, then let's say, for example, you accomplish that goal, you win some game show, you then get a check for $100,000 and a new Jaguar or whatever tickles your fancy. So the point of it is is that you want to take 10 listings in the next 60 days. So you have the opportunity to speak in front of 1,000 people. Again, your goal is to take 10 listings in the next 60 days, and now you find yourself with an opportunity to speak in front of 1,000 people. It could be your church. It could be whatever. So don't worry about the actual speaking. Don't, get your, don't start thinking about having to do public speaking. You'll lose, the, you'll lose the scent here of the point we're trying to make. So what would you do? Again, your goal is to take 10 listings. Would you show up prior to the start of the event 
and you know put on everyone's chair a little flyer saying that you're interested in talking with them about real estate. You see, that would be the passive way. Or would you, after maybe giving a little presentation, then ask the people in the audience who are seriously thinking about selling their homes in the next 60 to 90 days to raise their hand and then maybe just have those people meet you uh, backstage and you can deal with them directly. You see, in your marketplace right now, you have lots and lots of agents who believe that they're going to get listings from doing passive things, postcards, and all these other types of things that traditionally realtors have done. But the reality of it is, is that as you spend all of your best energies going after the whole 1,000 people, there's really realistically in that – remember, we're back in the audience here. We're back in, you know, in front of this 1,000 people. There's realistically maybe 20 or 30 people in that room that are actually thinking about selling their home. So why would you bother being indirect and passive with a flyer or a postcard or an email campaign or a Facebook ad or a social networking thing or all these other types of things when you could simply go after the people – who already have their hands in the air, who are seriously thinking about buying or selling. Why would you bother with the 90% when it's really the 10% that you want to speak with? Okay, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't do it that way. Now the question all of you should be having if you're paying attention is, Tim, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Facebooking and tweeting and uh, postcarding and all these other types of things is passive it's not going to get me very, uh, very many results, if any results at all, and certainly not quickly. So how could I go about finding the people that actually are in the market to sell now? Because I totally understand that those are the people that it makes the most sense for me to learn how to attract to me. The answer is simple. In front of you, in your market, no matter where your market is, you have many, many different sources of folks who have to sell their homes in the next 60 to 90 days, and those would be obviously your for sale by owners or your rep, unrepresented sellers. Those would be your expireds. Those would be all kinds of people that are in various forms of distress, your loan mods that are not working out, your people that have to short sale, the people that are facing down foreclosures. You have people that are in uh, different uh, situations where they might have to sell a property for tax reasons or for legal reasons. You know, a familial status change, like a divorce or whatnot, all those different reasons that people have to sell properties, that have to sell properties, those are the folks you focus on if you're serious about your real estate business. Now, one of the best sources of business is and always will be the unrepresented seller. So assuming you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Don't call for sale by owners in your own mind, in your own vernacular, or certainly when you're talking to them, for sale by owners. Start calling them unrepresented sellers. Just say that to yourself right now, unrepresented seller. Doesn't that have a different connotation altogether <laughs> than saying for sale by owner? Julie? Completely. What I hear is call for help, cry for help wanted sign posted. You know, go, right. as, to your point about the game show, go direct to people who obviously need you. That's right. So why is it, Julie, why is it that you honestly think that so many agents will uh, go, will essentially set aside going after the people who actually have their hands in the air saying, yes, I need your help, in pursuit of things that are passive? Why is it so many agents choose to be passive when it's so obvious that that is absolutely <laughs> positively the wrong path to go down? Well, that's a good question. I think there is so much mythology, so much misinformation about how for sale by owners really are. And you and I know that a lot of this is perpetuated by agents who make a lot of money being really great at helping unrepresented sellers. 
So I think it's lack of experience and belief in it, some of the rumors that are, you know, always floating around. And they're the same rumors that have been around for 100 years, by the way. So I, I think it's just lack – because here's the thing. As soon as they have a victory, they're addicted to them. Well, It's like exactly. a, a switch is flipped. <laughs> so the light bulb goes off. Yeah. On today's radio show and tomorrow's radio show, here's our goal. We're going to talk our best, do our best to educate you guys and motivate you and get you into action to go after for sale by owner listings. We are going to do the very best we can uh, on this radio show to give you the exact scripts and techniques. And first of all, we have to start with dispelling the myths. So Julie wrote some great notes. And so without any further delay, Julie, we'll take a little commercial break afterwards. Uh, so go okay. just jump in right now. By the Sounds way, good. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or hold on, Julie. Our uh, producer criticized me for not reminding all of you that if you need any extra off-the-radio show help, especially existing students or for those of you who are ready to become coaching students, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and request your free coaching call. So, Julie, let's talk about dispelling the myths. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first one is that all for sale by owners must be overpriced. That must be the reason that they're not represented. So are they all overpriced? I, I mean, you and I are used to prospect for sale by owners all the time, and Many of them were not actually overpriced. Some of them were, dare I say it, almost underpriced for the marketplace due to many different factors. So I think myth number one is that they're all just massively overpriced, and why would you bother going after them? That's true. And the next one, and this one's kind of funny too, is that, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it as most agents say it, that for sale by owners eat their young. They're <laughs> you all know, mean. For, they're evil they're, people. That's right. They're all mean, evil people. You know, this is a great time to interject a little story. So uh, back when Julie and I sold real estate, it was uh, probably the second or third year in the industry. We had already started buying rental properties. Uh, I was at a hardware store and buying a a combo lockbox. I've told this story uh, many times, and I think it really makes a great point. And next door, and this is the, you, you guys know that these little displays, they go up every year this time. And if you don't believe me, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, go to your local hardware store. The box of for sale by owners signs all of a sudden reappears. It's usually an end cap in the store. And you'll see these little yep. for sale by owner kits. And then, you they know, make it nice and easy. There's a big, fat black pen right next to it. That's exactly right. So these hardware store owners, the Home Depots, the Lowe's, they all stick up these little for sale by owner kits these, this time of year. They leave them up through about September, and then they put them back in the warehouse again and let them collect dust, and they bring them out again in the spring. Because so the the hardware stores they know that what happens is people decide, and here's the interesting aha for a lot of you that for sale by owners, the for sale by owners are not generally very well planned. In other words. They just had the random thought the other day that, you know, maybe they'll try to sell it themselves. And while they're at the hardware store buying grass seed or whatnot, then they saw that little nice end cap and said, what the heck, for 30 bucks, I'll give it a try. That usually is the extent of their for sale by ordering planning. They had not thought about it. You see, they knew they'd have to sell their house. And what they're doing is they're just trying it out for 30 days or 60 days and seeing if they can get lucky selling it themselves. Generally speaking, that is the complete extent to the thought process that most for sale by owners will go through before they decide to be a for sale by owner. That's it. In other words, yeah. they, they, are, they don't assume they're going to be successful at it, but they're just trying it because maybe they have time on their hands 
or in many cases, maybe they've been misinformed. I mean, Julie talked about the price. Here's another random thought for you. How many for sale by owners are thinking that they have to for sale by owner in order to cover their uh, mortgage costs? All the while, they don't know the true market value of their homes. They don't know that the homes have appreciated to the point where they can actually hire you to sell their home without having to write a check or doing a short sale. You see, a for sale by owner is nothing more than a please help me, I'm desperate to sell sign. They're unrepresented sellers. They're some of the best opportunities in your marketplace today to make money. And in many cases, they're not mean and they're not under, overpriced, they're underpriced. So here's the next one, Julie. They'll never pay commission. Oh, the sale by, for sale by owners, the unrepresented sellers, they just are you know, commission cutters. They just hate agents because of their commissions. How do yeah, you they're all agent haters. Love that. That's right. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing is I always like to ask agents, how is it that you're believing that? How much experience do you actually have with actual unrepresented sellers? And most people that believe these types of myths have anywhere from, I would say, zero experience to the experience of speaking with maybe one or two ever. And some versions of that are, well, so-and-so in my office told me that that was the case. So in reality, do they pay commission? Yeah, most for sale by owners are at least paying a buyer side commission. And, you know, if you talk to them, and we'll get deeper into this, obviously, you know, they're just trying it out for a few weeks to see if they can hit the jackpot and save a little bit of money. Most for sale by owners or unrepresented sellers lose their mojo after about the third open house. And yes, right. they pay a commission. They, you know, it's uh, no secret that most buyers buy, are represented and that that agent expects to be paid. That's not like a big thing that is some kind of new idea. For sale by owners, yes, most of them actually do pay commission. So when you guys, here's the function of, of being comfortable going after any kind of seller, let alone for sale by owners. It's knowing what to say and knowing how to say it. Yes, I'm talking about scripts. Now, the thing that's different about the scripts that we use is they're all our scripts. They're all copyrighted. You're not going to hear them any, anywhere else. But what's more important, you're not going to run into a situation where the seller says, I just heard the exact same thing from another agent. Get it? Right. So in other words, the, the scripts that we're helping you guys to learn, we want you to not memorize them, but we want you to internalize them, then we want you to personalize them. The idea of memorizing scripts is a futile, ex a futile exercise ultimately because unless you feel comfortable using your own words and your own style and your own everything, you're not going to use the script. You're just going to avoid it. And the other thing that's nice about our scripts is they're really short. Our for sale by owner script, when you're calling a for sale by owner, from beginning to end is five questions. That's it. Our expired script is six questions. That's it. So again, a lot of you who have tried over-the-phone prospecting before but have fallen down, it, it's not your fault. It's because you were told to use a script that A, hasn't worked if it ever worked in the first place, and B, you're using the same exact script that the five realtors that called before you and the five realtors that will call after you are using. Tried Which you're not even comfortable using in the first place. <laughs> That's right. So you know? here's I mean, the for some for of these guys, guys, Tim, um, you know, the script thing is – almost the whole entire reason that they're not making money currently with for sale by owners, it, they just got stuck on the script. They well, know there's money also, to be made. But Jules, that's also the reason that so many of them only do business from their centers of influence and past clients. The only way they know how to do business is with the people that are somewhat friendly that won't require many sales skills because these yeah. guys have never taken the time to learn sales skills. 
Guys, if right. you knew how painfully simple it was to go after for sale by owner, nothing would stand in your way. You know what, Julie? You want to do a little role play? Sure. Okay, you can be the seller. I'll make it easy on you, okay? All right. You got it. All right, so so ring, ring. Hello. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. Uh, we work with a lot of buyers in the area, and I've noticed that you had your home for sale. Uh, yeah, we've had it for sale for like two weeks, yep. Two weeks, excellent. So I just have a few questions because I, I think I might have more than a couple buyers that are going to be a good match for the house. All right, oh, now okay. you ask about the bedrooms, you ask about the baths, you ask if they've made any improvements to the property, you get some information on the property, and your goal here is to get the seller talking. Now, Julie's going to hit me with the objection that we're not working with agents or we don't want to pay the commission. So you choose, Julie. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're not currently working with agents, by the way. Okay. Well, I can appreciate that. You know, I, I understand completely. And, and the fact is that if I didn't have a real estate license, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but if I didn't have a real estate license, I would seriously consider trying to sell my house myself. You know, it makes perfect sense to me. But let me ask you a real quick question, Julie. If there were a buyer who wanted to purchase your house at your price, and in other words, this is the you know, this buyer has no financing issues, no appraisal issues, no possession issues. The closer on your schedule, and I take hmm. care of all the issues with the uh, marketing and the title companies and the escrow companies and the surveyors and everybody else. I deal with all those details for you, and the check I hand you is the same, if not significantly more, than you'd ever be able to get selling the house yourself. Julie, why wouldn't you list the house with me? Um, I mean, if you can do that then um, I guess I'd consider it. Okay, well, perfect. So listen, I'm going to be in the area today at 6 o'clock, or would 7 o'clock be better, and I'll show you what I can do to get the property sold for you. Um, okay, do you have a buyer? Well, I very well might. I'll need to see the property first. So would 6 o'clock be okay? Um, sure, yeah, that'd okay. be fine. Per perfect. By the way, Julie, if my buyer were to purchase your house, where would you go next? Well, we've been really considering new construction. We haven't done anything yet, you know, because the house isn't sold. But we've been tooling around, checking out different areas. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. The new construction that's coming up in our area is pretty fantastic. So perfect. So here's what's going to happen next. I'm going to send over our pre-listing package. Please, please, please take the time to look through it. That way, when I meet with you, we can focus on what's most important uh, to you. And we don't have to talk about a bunch of random stuff because when I'm there – I want to show you exactly what I can do to get the property sold so the decision is very easy for you to make to move forward with me as and, and so you'll hire hire me as your listing agent. Make sense? Um, sure. Okay. Okay, perfect. So I'll see you t uh, tonight at 6 o'clock. All right. I'll see you then. All right, guys. So here's the thing. All you're supposed to be doing when you're calling a for sale by owner or an expired or any of the other things is all you're supposed to be doing is setting an appointment and then checking for motivation. That's it. All the other things that so many of you are gathering information on, what they liked about the previous listing agent, what their this, that, the other is, none of it matters. The only thing that matters is setting the appointment and checking their uh, motivation. That's it. That's all. And that's what our scripts are focused on. A lot of you guys will read these long, dragged-out for-sale-by-owner scripts, and it's like two pages and 30 questions. And yeah, like, no wonder they hang up on you. They're, they're just tired. Yeah, they can't exactly. take it anymore. So the, here's well, the thought and here's, you. Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, there, well there's a I, delay I, I was I was thinking that um, of our coaching clients that use this very script, they always say the same thing, which is they like the short script because the way you position the prospect, the unrepresented seller, 
you know, if they were to get their price and their terms and this is the buyer they've been waiting for, would they at least consider selling it to that buyer? Well, if they say no to that, I mean, to that, really, you can say no to that? They really, truly probably are not motivated, which is infrequent. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have a sign in their yard. But the ones that say no to that, you can just move on to the next prospect. It's kind of like a, a very quick, efficient sifting and sorting method. And then when they ask, well, do you have a buyer? Well, I may very well, but I need to see the home first, which is a very logical script, and that gets your foot in the door. And most of our students, you know, when we coach you guys to be yourself talking about real estate and we give you scripts, which are just simple questions, you guys have the confidence once you get in the door, especially when you use the pre-listing package that we teach you. And, I mean, it's funny because the feedback's always the same. It's like they're shocked how easy it is to set those appointments. Well, right. And so we're starting, when you're calling a for sale by owner, uh, you have to realize that a lot of the reasons that agents sometimes fail at setting appointments and taking listings is what's going on between their ears. It's their mindset yeah. about the for sale by owners. So if you realize that most for sale by owners, really at the end of the day, they just don't know anybody to list the house with, and they're just trying it out for 30 days, and maybe some of them think that they can save the commission, but you guys, statistically, and a lot of you may be, well, you know, I shouldn't assume you know this, statistically, an unrepresented seller sells for, on average, 7 or 8% less than a seller that's represented by a, a real estate brokerage. And that is sometimes even greater. Sometimes there's been studies done. You guys can Google for this information. Don't just flood me with emails asking me for this. Google it yourself. If you're an existing student, it's already on the website. Just download it. But the reality of it is, is that, statistically, a for sale by owner will sell for less than a represented seller. So it's very easy for you to prove the fact that you know you are in a situation where you can bring more value to at least not than the same, if not more, than if they had listed it with you. And guys, remember, in a market like this where there's a shortage of inventory, assuming these sellers came up with their pricing themselves, which a lot of them are using, you know, sites like Zillow and all these other you know, let's just call them what they are, rather half-baked ways of pricing a house, they could very well be underpriced. And I, the other thing, I know this is a huge trend, is for sale by owners that are thinking they have to sell because they're underwater. Again, we talked about this on the top of the call, talked to the radio show today. How many of those sellers truly aren't underwater because the market's appreciated? So next time you drive by, a for sale by owner, without literally going and knocking on the door, without literally grabbing their phone number and calling them. You should feel a little bit queasy in your stomach because you just <laughs> yeah. walked past or drove past potentially tens of thousands of dollars of potential commission. So ask yourself, why? Oh, here's another one, Julie. Uh, mm -hmm. There are no for sale by owners in my area. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Great. The fewer, the easier they are to contact, right? If you had a list of 100, it would take you forever. So let's say that, I mean, everybody, unless you live in the middle of maybe Iowa farmland, and even then I'm sure that they're for sale by owner farms, right? Um, yeah. You know, let's say that you only had 10. I mean, the first best thing about for sale by owners is their phone numbers are easy to get. So let's say you only could find 10 by looking out of your own backyard, you know, maybe expanding your zip codes and looking in as far out as, you know, maybe you drive 30 minutes for that you know, $5,000 commission check. That might be okay, or 10000 for some of you. So that's great. So let's do a little bit of for sale by owner math. This is always fun. Let's say that you can identify 10. You're able to talk to at least five per week because you're tracking them down, maybe leaving voicemail here and there. But you have five real quality conversations using the script 
which is just a pathetic one per day, by the way. I mean, being extremely conservative here. And by talking to five per week or just one per day, you're listing, let's just say, two per month. That's 24 more transactions per year. That's not even counting the buyer sides that some of these for sale by owners will give you. So let's say extremely painfully conservatively, 24 deals, times your average commission is how much money you are turning your back on by not embracing unrepresented sellers. Are you really comfortable turning your back on that kind of income because you believe there just aren't enough to bother with? You know, it is unbelievable when you and I present this information live, when we can actually see agents' facial expressions as we kind of go through this sort of right. commonsensical approach to making money, you know, how to be mm -hmm. a listing agent. And, you know, you ask them, I always like to start out every time we're doing a live event, big audience or small audience, how they go about getting their listing leads. And they always mm -hmm. say the same things. I mean, unless they're actually one of our coaching students or they're seasoned agents, they'll say, geographic farm, they'll say Facebook, they'll say um, postcards, they'll say, you know, their church, they'll say their whatever. They go through, I mean, most average agents just miss the absolute obvious writing on the wall of the for sale by owners or the other sources of business we teach you guys to go after. So why is it that we are, as an industry, allowing agents to think it's normal to drive by a for sale by owner? This is the very definition of the best possible seller lead that there is because as julie said you know that they're interested in selling and you they give you their phone number and that you could talk directly to like the what seller. else do you want from us already you know, you know it's, it's, it's funny julie it's the funny. same agents are the ones that are rushing back to their office right. to pay thousands of dollars per year to zillow for crappy yeah. buyer leads that way or they can drip the leads with their incessant emails that's right. Or they're the ones that would pay Senden a 37.5% oh, yes, uh, referral fee before their broker split for a, for a reload buyer or yeah. for a listing, uh, listing you know, reload seller. Guys, why are you doing that when in every single market there are people right now, remember the audience analogy, the story we were saying, if you needed to root out who the best uh, potential listing leads were in an audience of a thousand people. Would you go and passively just put a little flyer on their chair and wait for them to call you, hoping and praying that maybe they'd send you an email, like so many of you do? Or would you simply say, those of you who are interested in becoming listings, selling your house in the next 60 to 90 days, would you please raise your hands? Okay, those of you with your hands up in the air, would you please meet me backstage so we can talk specifically about you know whatever you're going to say? The point of it is, is you've pulled out of the audience the folks that actually are in the market to sell. When did it become okay for us to be the agents that pass out the flyers hoping and praying? When did that become something that even remotely made sense? Isn't that strange when you're faced with logic? How there's nothing else you can really say to defend this position that's indefensible? It well, is. And there's a really cool thing that's going on in the marketplace right now. All of you guys like to whine and complain about not enough inventory. So, number one, you have to go looking at for sale by owners to find something to sell to your buyers in the first place. And number two, you know that whatever you list right now, there's a pretty good chance it's going to sell instantaneously with multiple offers. So how you can continue to drive past or ignore in the paper or Fizbo.com or all these great sources you have. I mean, Zillow has one of their things. I mean, it shows the for sale by owner. That's one good thing about what they're doing. It's not hard to find, you know, for sale by owners that need your help. 
And knowing that as soon as you list it, you're probably going to get multiple offers. I mean, hold an open house already and get another listing off of it and pick up three or four more buyer leads. So tomorrow we're going to pick up where we left off today, and we're going to talk about, remember, it's unrepresented sellers. We've been using the term uh, you know, FISBO or unrepresented sellers, just so all of you guys can understand where we're coming from in case those of you are listening in late today live. But definitely start referring to for sale by owners as unrepresented sellers. Re-listen to this radio show. And tomorrow we're going to get into specifics of the types of objections that you guys are going to hear when you call for sale by owners, how to overcome those objections, and how to focus in on setting the appointment, getting the qualification of the seller, and obviously getting the listing. Guys, you need to really check yourselves and what your mindset is about for sale by owners, unrepresented sellers, and actually ask yourself, and this is the end question I have for all of you today, is your mindset, which is oftentimes a bad mindset, is it based on your own experience or is it based on the experiences that people decided to uh, share with you? Is, is your mindset about for sale by owners based on your own experience going after for sale by owner listings, your own experience calling for sale by owners, your own experience actually trying to be a for sale by owner specialist, or is it based on 10 years ago some Nancy Know-it-all who happened to have the cubicle behind you told you that for sale by owners eat their young. Well, you just assumed that Nancy Know-it-all was knew it all, and so she was telling you the truth. Which right? And by it? experience, Tim, let's put a caveat to that. If you're claiming experience with unrepresented sellers, that's not three or four calls or four or five visits. That's actually taking it seriously, using a script, being organized, doing great follow-up, having some objection handlers, and really going after it. That's not just like, I tried it one afternoon. That doesn't count as experience. Those of you who claim that that's experience are not authorized to make a statement about unrepresented sellers because you don't have the experience to claim to that. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, Julie's being as direct as she can be on this radio show without saying, hey, if you haven't actually done it, don't act like you have, right? Yeah. And And those of you who... Are, have been finding yourselves bad-mouthing for sale by owners, unrepresented sellers in your marketplace, why? Why are you doing it? Why are you acting like that? Really question yourself and maybe stop that thought process and just start rethinking of them as nothing other than unrepresented sellers, folks that have their hands up in the air and said, hey, Mr. Realtor, would you come please help me sell my home? That is the mindset shift for most of you, and we're going to pick up talking about this tomorrow. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows, and until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.